0: Have you ever said to yourself, I will never do that again, and then all of a sudden you find yourself doing that exact same thing? Well, tune in to find out how Krista is hitting the repeat button. Welcome to holy fuck holy fuck holy fuck two gals on the prowl for enlightenment sex and all things holy holy fuck each week beauty alchemist and transformational coach and speaker Catherine McClelland, and spiritual healer and life coach krista kim discuss navigating spiritual consciousness in a real human body stumbling through dating, relationships, and everyday life all while maintaining a fucking sense of humor.
1: Welcome everybody to the Holy Fuck podcast. It's Katherine here. How are you doing today, Krista? I'm amazing. You're amazing. Yes, yes she I is am. amazing. I Now like you all know it. <laughs> the New Year's fizzle has fizzed, and now it's bubbling again. <laughs> Excellent. Good to hear. So, do you have any juicy tidbits for us in the bubbling of your cauldron? I have lots of juicy tidbits, Catherine. All right. <laughs> let's
0: go. They've been really juicy in January. <laughs> it's
1: been juicy January. <laughs> Wait, I thought January was a fizzle part. Maybe half of January okay, was well, fizzle
0: two-thirds juice. <laughs> <laughs>
1: All of fun February part. for sure. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, I've been having fun. I mean, I know that you know, we've had a couple of podcasts uh, since the very beginning of the year, and we've been talking about some other topics other than my love life, How Dare Us. Um, also
1: other parts of your love life, right? like cleaning it up.
0: Yeah, like we've been talking about the dirty parts. I want to talk
1: about the fun parts. <laughs> <laughs> the dirty parts. I
0: think other people, yeah. Well, let's we'll talk see. about the dirty parts. Let's talk of about the, the dirty parts. parts of the fun parts. <laughs> yes, let's do that. That sounds like a brilliant topic for today. <laughs> okay, <laughs> let's go. Um, well, no, it's so obviously, if you've been listening to the podcast, I've had a long saga of a relationship with a particular man, um, Rico Suave, Golden Eyes. And and I did one of those, okay, I've had that experience in a relationship. I will never do that again. <laughs> <laughs> just like me, <laughs> right after my marriage, I recreated it.
1: Great yeah. idea.
0: And I think there's something in that when we say I will never do something, just just know that you are actually going to do it. Like
1: that's or you're going to actually have to keep your it. eyes wide open because you are going to have the tendency to, to want it. to yeah. do it, right? And so I've been dating a
0: certain fellow, and <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why I would call him a fellow. A bow?
1: Like, Shall we go all the way back uh, to that yeah, vernacular? I I actually,
0: bow. Actually, that would be much better than a fellow. <laughs> <laughs> fellow makes me think I'm just going to like punch him on the shoulder, like "Hi, friend," um, and it's not that type of uh, fellowship. Date. No, <laughs> it's not.
1: <laughs> don't so, raise your eyebrows. <laughs>
0: So we've been having some dates, and there's just this funny thing in that he aesthetically and maybe ethnically, accent-wise, accent-wise, has a lot of similarities to Rico Suave. Dun, and dun, dun. yeah, I mean, seriously, y'all, I Krista has a type. <laughs> it's very clear. <laughs> Very strong, um, and I say that, but it's not exact. Meaning, like I don't want to just peg him in that just because there's some obvious similarities that then just because
1: he looks like him and talks like him and walks like him and doesn't mean doesn't he mean he
0: barks like him. <laughs> I was gonna say fox. Like I was him. gonna say that too.
1: There you go. You got it. <laughs> Okay. Um, which would be a s- astonishing uh, change <laughs> yeah. of scenery here.
0: So, what I noticed is that my initial reaction is like, run, Krista, run as fast as you can. Go, get away.
1: And then I was like, because you're never going to repeat that. Right. Again. I'm
0: never going to repeat that again. But I also realized, like, that's not fair to this new person who, actually, in so many other ways, is nothing like Rico Suave. And so I had to catch myself and, like, okay. Warning, warning, have my, you know, little system up and eyes up, watching. And it's not fair to put somebody in that, like, slot. Like, uh, this is not a 2.0 version. (laughs) In that slot. (laughs) (laughs) We're going with that, (laughs) Chris. Never mind. So, it's not fair to just make him a 2.0 version. It's funny. It's been like made for a lot of laughter with my friends of like here you go. It's like the updated version and younger, better, <laughs> yeah. more communicative. He has like um, all the qualities of a modern man. Well, it's funny because I was saying to my friends like, "Why can't I just find like a newer version of Rico Suave, really of Golden Eyes?" And and I was always saying it kind of jokingly like cuz there were so many qualities that I did like about Golden Eyes that I wanted to still have in my life but i wanted a significant update and so i didn't realize i was literally going to get exactly what i asked for which i'm happy about but it's also brought up a lot of like the past uh, uh, leftover, leftover residual bits yeah, in the pipes yeah and which is good because i don't want it the gun came, my pipes. <laughs> it's time for Roto Rooter to come. And I guess this new <laughs> guy is Roto Rooter. You guys should see the look on Captain's face right now. You're the one who said
1: pipes. <laughs> <laughs> I surrender to the hilarity. Roto Rooter to come <laughs> to clean the pipes.
0: So. So
1: it's been um, quite
0: the month of working through, like, there's the excitement and like, wow, I've actually met someone who's really in alignment with me and where I want to be. And when I, there's also some similarities of things that maybe he's asking me to stretch into that I'm like, not things comfortable with yet. And there were things that maybe golden eyes would want me to kind of, move into and I'm just like why am I here again I don't want to be here here is where here is now (laughs) I'm with Mr. Here and Now (laughs) and that's part of actually one of the big awarenesses that I had this week um, because I noticed that meeting Mr. Here and Now I started to do the old tendency of like wanting to box it up and put a bow on it and Like turn it into something like really quickly and make it yours. Make it mine. Yeah. Yeah. And and that's not the way this is going to go down. So that's part of what is pressing up against my edges is that I'm having to see how I keep wanting to lock myself down into relationship and lock the other person into relationship. And yet it never tends to work, or eventually the other person wants to bust out, or I want to bust out. And so I'm looking at, can I do it differently this time? Can I be open to something new?
1: It's a really good question. You know, when we were talking to Allison Armstrong a couple of weeks ago, and it's come up a few times is who are we really? And really are these different lifestyle choices for us? It seems like maybe now there's a lot of people experimenting. You have some experiences you might want to tell us about, about some friends of yours. But there's a lot of people experimenting with lifestyle Mm -hmm. that doesn't mean it's all of us. Right. You know, like... You know, sometimes when you're talking about all this lifestyle stuff and I'm like, I'm engaged, (laughs) it really feels like an old paradigm. And yet there's so much value that I'm getting from that different kind of commitment, Mm -hmm. not better, but for me, there's such a lot of intimacy that I need at this point for the work that I'm doing spiritually, emotionally, all that. So what it sounds like to me is that you are discovering who you are. Because I keep calling forward partners who
0: are requesting the same thing, or not even that they're requesting it right now, but it's like they are much freer. They don't know if they believe in monogamy. They don't necessarily want to sign up for that type of relationship for the rest of of their life.
1: And many of them, sorry, interrupted you. Um, Many of them have been married, as have you.
0: Right. Meaning they've been through marriage and they've they have a kid or kids, two so, and, yeah. and now they're like, whoa, that didn't work. I bought
1: that paradigm. Now mm-hmm. maybe it doesn't work
0: for me. But I notice I get uncomfortable the minute it's brought up to not have that box. And so yeah. I'm looking at it this time and going, okay, with golden eyes, I rebelled. I was like, hell no. Like, you know, I am I want the box. I was committed to the box. I want the box. We're going to do the box. Obviously that didn't work out. <laughs> This time it's like, do I really want the box? And that's what I'm, you know, kind of playing with in this new dating experience is can I be big enough? Can I deep you know breathe deeply enough to experience this relationship different? And I don't know that I can, but the difference is we're talking about it from the very beginning. And
1: that's already a paradigm shift.
0: Right. right because the last. Right. Because phase. there was like with Golden Eyes, it was like we were setting it up that it was going to be this long-term thing. So then it felt like such a failure when we tried to switch the paradigm or tried to open up the paradigm or do something different. This time it's like, let's not make any promises of, you know, what that structure is going to look like. And like, let's just keep talking. And that kind of feels, what feels scary about that is, there's this part that's like, I'm afraid to invest for too long to, and then find myself in this place where, you know, the part, Wasted your time. I've wasted my time because now all of a sudden they want to open it up and I've decided I don't want to open up. Mm. And But how else will you know? But how else will I know? Exactly. And the the reason we're kind of joking about Mr. Here and Now is because he said something the other day to me because I was like, You know, we were starting, just starting to have this conversation about, you know, because we're date, like when when you're dating, there's no commitment, right? It's not like it's just you and I, like, no, you're dating multiple people, and I've stopped dating the multiple people and really just, you know, setting aside space for him because I'm choosing that, whether Mm -hmm. he's doing that or not. I think he's doing that, but I don't know that. Mm -hmm. But it has to be. I don't want him to like just be with me because I'm telling him to be with me. I want him to choose to be with me because he just enjoys spending time with me and wants to be with me. So it's not like I'm trapping him into that. It's like he's choosing it for himself. So the here and now part goes, well, I was getting into the, well, I don't know what I want and I don't know if I can do that in the future. And I don't know if I want a monogamous or a long-term blah, blah, blah. And then all of a sudden he just said, but well, what do you want like right now? He's like, no one knows what they want in the future. Right. What do you want right now? And I didn't answer because it, it didn't quite seem like an important question when he said it. it but it was this thought that I was room, found myself ruminating on for the next 24 hours. And then I just had this like aha moment of like, oh my gosh, I'm like sitting here spinning and trying to solve some problem, problem that's way, way, way out in the future. Or is not a problem. Or or is not a problem. Yeah.
1: But it's a problem
0: because I'm spinning on it because I'm trying to come up with what this answer is going to be for five years down the road or two years. How can I
1: be safe? How can I be safe? How Mm -hmm. can I not waste my life on someone who may not commit to me? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so what I heard in my head
0: was what I want to say to him is, well, right now I want it to just be the two of us and I want to explore and go with that plan for as long as it works for both of us. And when it gets to the point that it's not working for one of us, then we have a different
1: conversation. Is that a we-decide conversation or is it I-decide Yeah, it needs to be a
0: we-decide, so maybe I need to figure out how to make that a we-decide.
1: But I, I don't know. I feel like
0: we would talk in a, in a we-decide type.
1: You feel like we would talk. I think that you honestly, just based on what I know about all these things, <laughs> is that probably you have to have some agreements about that. Mm-hmm. I noticed uh, one of the things that I was talking to Mr. Delicious about was this thing about staying current here and now every day. Mm, Like mm -hmm. Today I'm noticing I feel slightly resentful about the fact that we're not having as much sex as we did. Mm -hmm. Today I feel powerful because I'm... Giving you something that no one else has ever given you. Mm -hmm. Today, I feel, you know, and so, and it can even be moment to moment. So, if you have that kind of agreement, you don't have someone who comes in with an ultimatum if this doesn't change today, then I'm leaving, you know, which gives you, which is no partnership and there's no wiggle room. So, you know what I'm th- yeah is that clear so I was like thinking okay it's fine for the here and now but what are your agreements in the here and now that that are just agreements about how to be in the here and now rather than someone storing secrets and then the here and now suddenly has a a blow up or a blow up in it
0: yeah i mean him and i've definitely been having the conversation of like look no secrets because there's and i, I feel like we've been talking very openly about Everything from the very beginning, so it doesn't seem like we're the type of people that feel like we need to keep secrets. And so, like, in the past, obviously, there were a lot of secrets between Golden Eyes and I, whether it was withholding or trying not to hurt the other person and all that stuff. So it feels really good to start this one off really fresh with, mm. like, hey, there's nothing you're going to say that I'm not going to understand. It doesn't mean I want to participate in it, but let's just say it because if it's really going to upset me, then I would rather know now than, you know, yeah. five years from now. So I appreciate that, you know, I can see him dropping these little hints every once in a while, like, oh, it's fine to be romantic with more than one person. And, you know, I could see him like dropping that as like, a, I just want to make sure she hears that, <laughs> you know? <laughs>
1: and and then you can say... Can you tell me what you
0: mean by that? Yeah, and I did. And so in the converse it's a, what I got to say back to that is like, yeah, that's okay if that's what the agreement is. But, right. you know, or and I'm not wanting that right now. So in this kind of what was bringing me to this was um back when we did the Horatio Stemma episode, My Penis is a Dick. It's like what was he was talking about this um what was the type of relationship? He was talking about open. the open relationship that he had with his um, wife. And the thing they said that really stuck with me, and I think with you is that you don't go into polyamory if your relationship is falling apart,
1: right. It's like having babies when your relationship is falling apart. right. If you're Not. going
0: to you know open the marriage up or the relationship up, it has to come from such a solid ground. And the reason that's important now with this um, dating experience is because, I'm realizing I don't know three years from now whether I'm going to want to open it up or not. But what I do know is right now, I want to work on building a really strong, healthy, authentic, real, honest relationship, which then turns into a partnership. And then if at whatever point one person gets bored or is unhappy or is not feeling fulfilled or is losing creativity, then we talk about what that would look like make some other choices. But I feel like we have no business making that decision right now because it's like too premature.
1: Yeah, it's curious when you say that, though, because I'm I'm curious if I were someone who wanted a more flexible lifestyle, more dating, then if somebody said to me, I want to create a closed container Mm -hmm. essentially right now. And then I want to create this intimacy with you only. And then maybe in the future, I would think, I would wonder if I would have the same reaction of, well, I don't know what I'm going to want in the future. I know right now I am enjoying dating other people. Isn't this the same as putting a box around me? So that's that's what I'm asking. Well, we haven't
0: had the, are you dating other people? I mean, he knows I'm not dating any other people because I've been, I've said that. Um, I think I'm the only one he's spending time with, but it hasn't been verbalized. So I can definitely get some clarity around that. Um, but I think that, you know, it, just because I'm trying to create this kind of closed container right now, mm-hmm. I don't feel like that has anything to do with the future because the closed container could end up just being for this week. So think about it. If right now I'm asking for just the two of us, and then tomorrow I'm asking just the two of us, and and then in two weeks I'm still asking for just the two of us, but then he says, "Mm, I'm interested in this woman over here, then at
1: that point we make another decision. Right. So you're, you're, Closing your closed container is only lasting as long as it feels good rather than being a commitment for X, Y, and Z for the rest of your life for until death do us part. Right. But you are creating a closed container because Until further notice. <laughs> until until you're not.
0: Until we're not. Right. And then at that point we talk about it and then we make a decision of how we want to move forward.
1: So it's interesting because then there are no assumptions. Mm-hmm. Do you have to talk about it every day,
0: mm-hmm.
1: or do you have to talk about it every week? It looks like that might have to be part of your agreements so that there didn't too much time didn't go by, and someone's you know one of you remember Sharon Pope we had her on here. Mm-hmm. she had this analogy of the two floaties in the pool and you're sitting next to each other sipping your drinks and everything's great and then before you notice it's just sliding, they're just right. sliding to two at different ends of the pool. Mm-hmm. And I could see for myself, without a commitment that says, I'm recommitting every morning to being here with you because even mm-hmm. if I somewhere <laughs> in the night decided I didn't like you, I'm still here because that's my commitment. Um and I'll let you know if I change it. This situation is maybe exactly the same. But I'm Without curious. the check-in, I, I won't feel safe. Right. Like, so how often will you need to check-in? Right. Good yeah, I, question. Don't that. I don't Especially know Especially because your lives aren't really at all enmeshed. You have mm-hmm. two separate lives, very separate lives.
0: Right. Which I think that's part of the excitement that we're trying to build as well. Like, we've both done the lockdown committed houses, kids, all that type of thing. So this is like trying to trying to create something different than I've done in the past. Right. And it's it is challenging me so deeply cuz my pat my DNA literally just wants to jump in the box and I want to pull him in with me. Right. And I Close know the lid and, yeah, and I know it's going to would end up bad for both of us to do that. Like not even just for him, for me too.
1: Well, I so, think it was just not even maybe 2 months ago that you were talking about how maybe you needed two men. Mm -hmm. Maybe Like, you know, there's a a conversation going on inside you where that conversation's never really gone on inside of me. It hasn't ever been really come up to the surface. And I think it's fascinating.
0: Because I didn't think there was going to be one man that could fulfill, you know, so many parts of me. I'm not saying he can't either. We're not far enough along to know that. But he definitely has twice as much as golden eyes, meaning like we just didn't have like these five things in common. This is like... A lot more slots are getting filled. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Back to the slot machine. I don't know. It's a little like uh, it's a little tricky. I guess it's a little risky. Yeah, I think it's fascinating, and I I think it is good for you to have a chance to really stretch into something that's so uncomfortable. You know, sometimes things are so uncomfortable we can't do them. Right. Just, and they were just... so uncomfortable
0: with Rico Suave because. There wasn't a level of trust and communication that was solid enough in order to hold for some, you know, that type of lifestyle. This person feel like every time I've brought up a concern or like, oh, I don't know how I feel about that, he comes right in and communicates and, you know, asks me to share and says the right thing and like really knows how to hold space. And that's the only reason why I'm even considering that this that I could do this. I know for a fact I couldn't have done it with past relationships. And I did have a week or two with Mr. Here and Now where I was like, no way, there's no way I can open it up and everything. But then I realized that he's such a different communicator and his level of honesty is like so authentic and real that I'm like, huh, interesting. I actually feel safe because he's telling me everything Right. And I wonder if at some point, since I keep getting this kind of situation brought into my life, <laughs> yes, you do. I have to look at it and I'm like, I, ha- I need to open up and see if this is a place where I can expand into. And I don't necessarily want to call- be calling that into my life right now, but it's a more of a conversation of becoming comfortable with it.
1: Yeah. I think what I'm hearing you say, Krista, is that you're a little bit on the edge of a comfort zone. And you've been questioning this edge for a while. So it's a good time for you to explore this. Like, we have to have a balance between what we're comfortable with and what we're not comfortable with so that we don't go over the edge, nervous system wise, right? Mm-hmm. You have to. So you have a great communicator, very kind person who's Mr. Here and Now at this point. That's enough for you. Mm-hmm. Even though maybe it's a little edgy, it's like, oh, I don't want to see him with anybody else or. But that edge is also what creates some of the excitement.
0: Sure. So it's kind of like sure. when Horatio was saying, like, oh, he loves to watch his wife out flirting around because he knows that she's coming home with him. So, there, you know, I've had some moments with him where he's, like, out in public and he's flirting and I get that little, like, oh. And then, like, he sees me and then he, like, comes right into me. And then I feel that settled feeling. And so I'm, like, that actually felt feels really sexy and alive and And a place that I need to grow into because it's not super comfortable, but it does create this, a little bit of the push and pull between the two of us that keeps it really juicy.
1: Yeah. Juicy January. Juicy juicy January. (laughs) Now into February. Yeah. It's fascinating because it's, uh, it is a paradigm buster and it is a curious way to make things normal that we've always held as somewhat abnormal. Mm-hmm. Like, really, is it a problem to have a relationship with more than one person? Really, can't you do that? We can have tons of friends and love mm-hmm. them all equally but for different reasons and do totally different things with them. Right. So is it just an idea that we can't have more than one lover and have that work? I mean, beyond the health <laughs> <as> of that. <laughs> yeah. so, of that. And I love the idea that you're following your heart or intuition enough to know, oh, here and now, I actually want to have something I can depend on, even if it's just today that I'm calling that. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to be curious to find out what the interval is that you're going to need some reassurance. Well, I I know this. If I tried to lock him down and be like, you're my guy, he would... probably freak out and
0: run, right? Because he's just coming out of divorce and that whole thing, too. And I know if there was somebody who wanted to lock me down right now into forever, I'd be like, oh no. So why am I even playing with that idea? And, you know, this this idea of breaking out of the box is coming up not just within this relationship, but with my whole life. Because ever right. since you know, we've had the conversation about the completion of my divorce and, you know, what that's going to look like and possibly, you know, selling my house. And so I'm at this point where all these massive, like I've spent 47 years building this structure with all the kids and the dogs and the jobs and friends and stuff. And it's all melting away right now. And I'm see the tendency that I'm starting to recreate the same thing that I've done time after time after time.
1: Yeah. And you're also looking at it. I'm this is the first
0: time I'm looking at it like that hasn't served necessarily served me in the past. It wasn't sustainable. So am I going to bust my ass right now to try and pull it all back together and rebuild it? Or am I going to take a step back and go, how can I do this different? How can I come up with a life that feels alive and sustainable and fun and have only the things in it that I want?
1: You know, it's really interesting. I, when I, with the end, end, end of my divorce, what I realized was that I actually had to be reborn as a different person mm-hmm. in order to complete it. And I had a relationship somewhat similar to you right on the heels of my uh, separation that was five years. And in many ways, it was simply rebuilding the castle, mm-hmm. and I couldn't do it. Right. I couldn't actually, with my integrity, do it. And he was in the same position. We were both basically rebuilding a marriage thinking, I'm imagining it was right. the other person, <laughs> um, even if we— We're trying not to think that and that we would make it better together. The structure itself needs to be looked at, right? Right.
0: And so I think that's what him and I are both doing. And and he is significantly younger than me. So the structure uh, is going to look probably different for both of us. And, you know, what I'm going to want right now at this point in my life is probably going to be different than what he wants. And so that brings up a little bit of material to work with. (laughs) A little bit. But it also is keeping me in the, I haven't met anybody else that I really want to spend significant time with. So why not just let it be good right here and now? Like why, why get into the, oh, well, I'm older than him. So, you know, this is never going to work out or like, he's not going to want all the same things I'm going to want in five years.
1: Maybe not. But what about if we had five really amazing years? Right. You just have to challenge that part of you that's like, I'm wasting my I, life. That's
0: it right there.
1: Yeah. And this is all instinctual, right? That's not our highest selves. That's just our instinct screaming, I have to have something locked down for my safety for the rest of my life. I have to have somebody who's going to nurse me in the nursing home or something like that, which we all know never happens because one person always dies before the other. Someone's always abandoned out there. Right. right? Someone is
0: always abandoned. So why do we like go into marriage thinking that it's going to create
1: the safety? It never does. Someone loses their job, someone gets sick, like house, like. Life doesn't create safety. And, you know, I think that's part of the spiritual psychology and part of the way we put our roots down there is that what is safe is centering in ourselves and doing our own work and getting connected to who our highest self is and what that essence of us needs just to really be good and feel happy. And a lot of times it's
0: talked about in getting present, right? Everyone's always talking about the now. And I think that's a really hard concept for everybody, it because is. because we're also told, but you got to plan your goals out. You know, you have to you know, vision your you have future. to vision your future, which we are big believers in, obviously. But there is this, I think, because we do believe so heavily in that we are powerful manifestors, we can sometimes get like, shoot, I don't, I don't know exactly what I want, so then we get in this like stuck zone because we know that what we want, we're going to get. But what about if we don't know exactly what we want in five years, 10 years, 20 years? Then that can become very overwhelming. So I'm trying to bring it back and go, okay, fuck all that for a while. Because I was getting stuck in trying to plan that far out.
1: Can I just be happy today? Yeah. And here's what I just noticed. The thought that just went through my head is, what if I know that what I want is... To have something that's solid and that I can count on every day. What if I know that about who I am today? Because we do know that this is all changeable, no matter what we think we know today. But I can claim today that what I think I want is really someone who I can go deep with and Mm -hmm. go into an intimacy with that I've never had before. That's what I want today I want it, I think, for longer than today, but I do know I want it today. And so therefore, for me, I get to create it because I'm clear about what I want. Yeah. Right?
0: And I definitely want that person I can create the intimacy with, and he feels like someone I can create that with, and it might be just someone that I get to create it with for six months. Right can I be okay with that? I mean, I'm still playing with that in my <laughs> head because I'm like, yeah. I don't know. But it's actually kind of, again, like throwing the top off of the box because I'm like, oh my God, if I can get rid of that belief system in my head of like that there's gonna be this relationship that's gonna be forever, mm-hmm. which feels really scary to claim or to step into, or I don't know if I can do it for that long and all that stuff. Like, what about if... What about if it is the forever person, but it just doesn't need to be said?
1: Yeah. Like it can just be
0: living it every day free will, free choice. Like the person's there standing beside you because they want to, not because you're married and they have to.
1: Yeah. And it's so fun to play with this because the flip side of that is they're making a commitment because we all know that those there are really (laughs) shitty days that are really not what you want them to be or something really bad happens. And if you don't have that extra push to keep you there, you will leave. Mm -hmm. And so it's an interesting push-pull. Which is what I want to challenge too, because I want
0: to be in partnership with someone who, just because we don't have a ring on our finger, can we still show up and get through some of those moments? I don't know if we can or not. But
1: Well, here's something to think about. We've had this conversation about partnership for a really long time, and we're, we keep sort of trickling, introducing it. One of the key things about partnership, and I think this has made it so I could commit fully to this last relationship, partnership, is that you never give up the love you have for the other person.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So are you willing to commit to the loving and then let what's true in your life always play out? Which means that the person that you're connecting with is never going to be demolished by you, Mm. spit out by you, uh, disrespected by you. You are always going to hold that highest place of loving for them, even if the form of your relationship, like we're not going to be married anymore, we're going to be co-parents, or we're going to be a family, but I'm going to sleep with these other people because that's what I want. (laughs) Whatever you decide together— that's something really cool, right? It's like partnership means I'm never going to stop loving you and I'm going to do it with you until we're both feel good. Mm -hmm. And it might look completely different from this. It might look like I never see you again. I'm still not going to ever like break that thing, stab you, betray you, hurt you in some way because I'm always going to love and honor and respect you. And... That seems like it can happen in either one of the scenarios that you and I Mm -hmm. have in our lives. Whereas it it didn't quite seem as
0: available with golden eyes to remain in that. I don't think it was.
1: Yeah. I do think that part of the issue is that there has to be a deep desire to be committed to the loving and loving another person unconditionally. Mm Mm-hmm. Whether you stay with them or not. Right. Which
0: I'm still committed to loving all of my past partners. Of course. Unconditionally. But some days it's definitely more challenging than others. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and I guess I mean in a partnership, when you split a partnership up, there's more that stays together than just unconditionally loving you from the past or from <laughs> from somewhere else. Just has a sense that you're really still holding hands. Right. Even though you've let go in some way, well, I can definitely see that
0: um golden eyes was had a played a very big role in ushering me into some of this new lifestyle yeah. and some of these belief systems and kind of taking the lid off of my somewhat conservative mindset uh-huh uh, and so I do appreciate that because I see the way in which I was making a lot of decisions in my life from such a narrow perspective of, like, Mm. this is how it has to be. And so it didn't work out with him, but it kind of brought me into this slightly into a new way of thinking where I can start looking at my life. I can envision my life not in the box, and I couldn't do that even six months ago. I was still trying to recreate the box. And now I'm, like, looking at the possibility of, like, oh, my God, this could be so exciting to you know let go of the house let go of all the po- possessions find a choose a place to live because i feel good in it or it fulfills me in some way only put the things in my space that feel really good for me like maybe it doesn't mean having a space at all maybe it's like you know traveling or doing something completely, what, what I would consider completely wild, right? <laughs> but other people are just like, well, that's just life. You go and you travel. <laughs> you know? But for me, it's out of the comfort zone because I have to do a lot of things out of the
1: box. Yeah, it's great, Krista. And again, it brings me back to that place of just a couple of weeks ago when I said something to you that <laughs> you didn't love very much. But it was about you're not, you're not divorced yet. Mm-hmm. And even in the two weeks since that conversation, since you've actually put intention behind completing your marriage, all these things that we're talking about today didn't even exist two weeks ago. Right. So w- that whole thing about who you have to be is new is really a thing. You really do leave something behind if you're going to not repeat it. <laughs> <laughs> and even though you may want things that are similar they will be different in order for them to actually really work for you. yeah. And so, oh, this is a very exciting time to see what Krista is going to do next and see how this whole thing pans out, relationships, sex, I'm and everything whole. And the one thing I do want to say is I
0: do notice with him that the the solar plexus does get a little bit activated. Oh,
1: don't get me started.
0: But it feels like in like a sexy or like... It feels different than what it felt like in the past. So and I, mm. I think at first, though, I was like, oh, wait, my solar plexus is getting activated. I better run. And it's like, no, part of that is the aliveness and the juiciness and the attraction. And and obviously, if it amps up a little much, then it's something to look at. So yeah, um, well, it to me is exciting that I actually have a little of that activated because it means that like I'm, I'm vested, invested. Am I invested or vested? (laughs) I don't know what the word is. (laughs) But I'm here and now with Mr. Here and Now, and maybe next week.
1: You're invested
0: here and now. Yeah, exactly, with somebody else in the here and now. But I would like to be
1: invested with him next week, so I'll keep you vested. (laughs) (laughs) Because I'm having fun, (laughs) y'all. Just having fun. Yeah. All right. So, all right, everyone, as usual. Spread the love, baby. Thanks for hanging out.